Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Tip Off Pod. Uh, I am Tip Finless. Joining me today uh, on the podcast, we got Liam Zed, or Halifax, one of our Halifax correspondents. Liam, welcome. How are we? How are we? Thanks for having me. It is. Uh, it's. It's great to have you on. I'm. I'm excited to hear your input on. Uh, on the the past week of NBA basketball, uh, there's been there's been quite a lot going on. I think we should start with uh, this Bucks Hawks series. Game four was just played last night on the 29th of June. Uh, did you have a chance to uh, take a look at uh, that game or any highlights? Uh, yeah. So I wasn't unfortunately able to catch the game, but I watched the full recap and um, Lou Williams. He's a flamethrower tip. He's an absolute flamethrower, and you know, Giannis is down now, so there's a lot of concerns there. Um, and the fact that the Hawks won without Trey, uh, you know, says a lot about the team. They're young, but like, oh my God, they can make shots. It's crazy. Uh, and so I think if Giannis is out for the rest of the series, they should be, you know, thinking about maybe an alternative game plan. I know Chris Middleton's still a guy that they can depend on, especially to close out games. But, uh, you know, you're, it's kind of a scary thought for Milwaukee, if you're a Milwaukee fan, uh, to go the rest of the series against uh, the Atlanta Hawks without your, you know, two-time MVP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even even before Giannis went down, uh, you know, the, the Hawks were kind of blowing them out of the water. They were up like by 30 points or something like that, even while Giannis was still on the floor. I don't think he had any... Uh, any made shots in the first, for, uh, sorry, in the first quarter of the game. Um, yeah, Lou Will, Cam Reddish back out on the floor. Like they, there's just a, a lot going on with that team. And no matter what, they just shoot, 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 and just gonna go for it. A hundred percent. Give, give Kevin Herter the ball. The, the white boy K- specialist. Kayvon. <laughs> Kayvon, exactly. The, the red mamba, red velvet. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. Lou Will played unreal. 35 minutes. You know, I think he had 21 points. Um, you know, he goes to show he's still got game. And you know what? You know what? Lou Williams has never made 10 million in his career. I just found that out recently. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that? Pre- pretty incredible for a he he's what? One one time, twice, six, I six think, man of the year? I think he's a multiple time six man of the year. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Def, definitely uh you know he he he's getting his flowers now for sure you know the the clippers traded him uh earlier in the season for rajon rondo and uh and you know he he's really he he's a great veteran presence to have on this team obviously this hawks team you know it's full of young guys who are you know have so much confidence and lou will is just a great you know he's a great voice in the locker room to have as uh 10 12 year vet whatever he is yeah, and you know, thirty-five minutes for a guy like Lou—that's a lot of game time. You know, him, Bogdan, and Kevin Hurd are all north of thirty minutes, all north of thirty-three minutes for that matter, actually. So that's kind of insane. Uh, but yeah, they're—they're they're, the Hawks have really surprised me. I kind of had them. I mean, I had the Knicks in seven against them in the first round. So <laughs> yeah, uh, they, yeah, they've surprised me to say the least. No, I, I, I think, I think I also had the Knicks beating them in that series. Um, yeah, I mean the this Hawks team. I just hate. I hate betting against them because I know I'll lose. Like I know, and I do it every time. 
<laughs> but uh, it's it's crazy. So so Trey Young goes down in Game Three, steps on a ref's foot, and uh, you know has some sort of ankle bruise, ankle injury. So he's ruled out for you know last night's uh, Game Four, and they just go crazy. Uh, obviously, Giannis went down during the game had a really bad, uh, or what it looked really bad, a hyperextended knee on his left knee. I think he was already having trouble with his left calf. So that's just kind of adding some salt to the wound there. But uh, I really hated seeing that. That was tough. That was Yeah, to I mean, this whole playoffs, it's been kind of tough to watch. Injuries are kind of, you know, determining who's going to win this whole thing, right? I mean, you got Giannis is down, Trey Young's down. Um, you know, you had James Harden with a hammy problem uh Kyrie Irving's ankle hell like Joel Embiid was hurt when he was still in the playoffs I mean that the list goes on and on and on it's kind of I mean Danny Green Anthony Davis LeBron James was just coming off an energy like so many yeah and Jamal Murray was really Jamal Murray tweeted out he's like listen whoever is the healthiest team is going to win this thing and so far that's actually panned out uh he's kind of manifested that into reality yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if, if Giannis misses uh, game five, that will be the 10th All-Star to miss a, a playoff game this, God, this season, which is a, and I, I think adding on to a new, uh, a new high for the NBA. That's crazy. That's crazy. I remember LeBron went on that ridiculous rant on Twitter, uh, you know, talking about how these in- injuries aren't a quinky dink, but rather, you know, it's just the shortened season. And, yeah. you know, pressing all these players to get in the gym and play, you know, all these games in such a short amount of time. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. it's catching up to them. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 tough to see so many people go down um, so soon. But, I mean, uh, besides that, I, I, I truly believe that if Giannis, even if he didn't go down, I still think the Hawks had that one in the bag. They were just... Oh, man, really... their lights out. When they're going, they're going. Like, it's yeah. unreal. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I'm with you. They were... They're, they're scary. They're they're a really scary five seed in the East. Yeah, they're well in in game two when when the Bucks blew them out, they were up by forty at one point. You know, I like the Hawks' energy did something really peculiar in that like they were just kind of heads down. They like like the 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 Bucks kind of gave them like a, a nice shot to their confidence, which is something you don't mm-hmm. see often. And then now this game four without Trey Young, you just see like the, the, the other side of the spectrum of that, you know, these guys are so confident. They come out without their leading scorer, leading like their starting point guard, their like uh, NBA all-star caliber guy. And they just say, fuck it. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. They're, they're definitely a team to watch. I'll be, I mean, you know, I, I've kind of become an Atlanta hater for no apparent reason. I think Trey Young's just too good. Um, but oh my God, Milwaukee Bucks, they're gonna, if they get bounced by Atlanta in this series, they're gonna have some serious, they're gonna have a seriously busy offseason. Yeah. I mean, well, the the fact that we're two games away from seeing the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA finals. Like that yeah, is I know. what <laughs> that is insane. Like that's like the weirdest. If someone told me that, like seven months ago when the season started i would have said what are you talking about and now like look at this yeah no literally we're 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 two games away from seeing uh cam reddish versus the ivan zubak final (laughs) (laughs) like seriously it's ridiculous but i mean good Um, for them they're young but i mean they're they're ready
So uh, Zach Lowe reported uh, about Giannis's injury. There's no structural damage to the knee, which is great, but he's still doubtful for game five. Um, now we don't know, of course, what uh, what Trey Trey's status is, but um, do you, do you have any predictions for how this series will go? I know everything's up in the air right now, but uh, what are your? Thoughts? I mean, right now it's hard to tell. I if John Gian- if Giannis is out for the series. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know if they can get it done. It feels I weird really to pick the Hawks. Though. It, I know, but I, I just have to fade the Hawks. I can't bet on them. Um, <laughs> if Trey Young comes back, do we know what Trey Young's status is for Game Five? As of right now, it's uh, it's seven thirty on Wednesday, June thirtieth. Uh, there's no nothing's been reported about Trey Young yet, but um... see if he comes back and Giannis is out, it's I think it's a wrap, personally for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks as well as coach Bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. Co- coach Bud's going to be, he's taking a different flight home uh, from, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's on the from, from game six. He's uh, he'll be heading out. I yeah, mean, it's winter, I, it's winter bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this year. I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. I, 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 I agree with you. If Giannis is, uh, is out and Trey Young comes back, you know, Trey Young had a whole game to recover and they still, one that's just that's a scary thing to hear if you're a Bucks fan and so oh uh, my god it's terrifying yeah so I I I I agree Giannis out Trey back I would not be surprised if the Atlanta Hawks are going to the finals oh my god don't don't speak it into existence tip please be the worst NBA finals ever (laughs) let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about Suns Clippers and we are back. Uh, let's get straight into it. The other the other day we saw uh, the LA Clippers defeat the Phoenix Suns in Game Five to uh, you know add, add a bit more light to the at the end of the tunnel for their uh, uh, attempt to make a three one comeback in this series. Well, I mean they've they've proven they can come back uh, down two games in a series, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I know you predicted they were done when Kawhi went down. Um, against the Utah Jazz, but they've sort of taken on this role it's like in the weirdest way possible, like underdog, sort of like these this gritty, resilient team. I mean, even though it's the LA Clippers and they're stacked, but they see they keep finding themselves in these positions where they have to just come up so clutch. And I mean, to their credit, they've done it so far. But I mean, we'll see what happens in tonight's game against Phoenix. It's going to be a big game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really weird how this team, as you said, you know, they're always somehow the underdog. Ty Lue has been making some great adjustments. They have this raw, this very vast roster that can almost kind of match up with whoever they please. They can play small, and they can play big, and they're just kind of oh yeah, putting random people out there like Luke Kennard and Demarcus Cousins out on the floor together. Like it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, but listen, they're they're showing up. They're putting the ball in the bucket, so. Um, I mean, especially Cousins, he made his debut, I think, in that other, the game the other night, and he dropped, you know, 15 points. He was efficient on the floor. He was getting rebounds. And um, I think in this series, particularly, it's like Phoenix is this young team and LA sort of taken on this. I mean, as much as I just said, they're an underdog sort of gritty, resilient team. They're like, I feel like this pat the last game where they destroyed Phoenix kind of showed they're the, you know, they're the men. And, you know, they're, they're, they were telling Phoenix in that game that you guys, Hey, listen, guys, you got, you, you are still the boys. You guys are still young. And uh, Paul George balled out, balled yeah. out uh, playoff career high for the guy. 
think he had like 41 or something, 30 Four- in the second half. Yeah. He was lights out. And yeah. so I guess the pandemic P uh, slander has to, you know, come to an end at some point. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, his performance? Yeah, I mean, Paul George, 41 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, did it very efficiently, 15 to 20 from the field, 8 for 8 from the free throws. He fixed up those that free throw problem. Um, yeah, man, just insane. Just an insane night for Paul George. And also for Marcus Morris as well. He was like 8 for 8 <laughs> in the first quarter or something. Like, he, like Marcus, Marcus Morris has been a really weird uh, microwave for, for this team. Uh but but that that also begs the question of you know will they will it will Marcus Morris be able to go like nine for nine again from the field in the first quarter of Game Six? Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean this I I'm really excited to watch the game tonight. Tip, I mean, we there's so much there's so many layers to this game. I think you've got you know questions surrounding Chris Paul. And how he's been impacting the Suns' pace, pace of play. Um, big legacy game for Chris Paul. Huge, huge, huge legacy game for Chris Paul. Um, I I don't even think that's a stretch. I mean, he has a history of, you know, blowing three and one leads, and I don't think Phoenix is done. But I I, I genuinely think this might be Chris Paul's uh, final final shot at dancing in the finals. So. Um, he's got to show up big tonight. And I think ever since he's come back, you know, Devin Booker's obviously your guy. Like he is a like bona fide superstar. But, yeah. you know, if Chris Paul, when Chris Paul came back, I felt like he was kind of slowing down the game. Uh, he was slowing down the pace that, you know, Phoenix needs to be playing at. You know, when he was off, uh, how Cameron Payne was playing really well, moving the ball fast, getting points. Yeah. Um, and I think Chris Paul is going to need to play. I guess the whole Phoenix Sun squad is going to have to play with a lot more energy tonight. Um, and honestly, I'm a huge Phoenix stand. I'm rooting for them big time. Um, they, this is a huge game. If they don't close it out tonight, I think they're, they're going to be in trouble in game seven. I, I, I agree, which is, you, you know, you, you brought up Chris Paul, you know, this is going to be a huge legacy game for him. And I, I have a feeling because, you know, because of his history with being up 3-1, you know, he he does not want to go to a Game 7. And quite frankly, I think if they go to a Game 7, they might lose. And so, yeah, I, I think the Suns are going to close it out tonight. But that is contingent on a few things. One of them is DeAndre Ayton. Now, Ayton, last game, yeah. he was uh, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist. Not, not horrible, mm-hmm. but I mean, like he needs to be getting like 20 points and 15 rebounds as he's been incredible in this playoffs. And, you know, at the start of the series, he's been incredible, but they, you know, he just, he just needs to, you know, keep up that pace. And also someone uh, you mentioned before campaign, he was great off the bench. He was great replacing Chris Paul, but uh, his impact's been felt when, uh, when uh, he's, he, he doesn't show up for, for uh, too many games. He was uh, five, three and two, which isn't horrible for 13 minutes of playing time. But, uh, you know, if, if he can get on a good rhythm, then, um, yeah, this, this series could be over tonight. Oh man. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I'm not going to say I have the Suns parlayed with the Habs to win it all, but I, I do. So <laughs> I have economic interest, personal interest. The Suns need to uh, come clutch tonight. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, so big night for Chris Paul. 
Um, big night for Pandemic P. And speaking of Pandemic P, uh, just to come back to the slander part, I'm all for hating Paul George, honestly. I love it. But I think he's probably the most picked on superstar in the league. Oh, I completely agree. Like, like where's the James Harden slander? Yeah. I know he had a little hammy problem, but maybe that's because he came to Brooklyn 300 pounds overweight. <laughs> like, maybe that has a freaking effect on his, you know, game and his health. I mean, like, Pandemic P is the only thing. It, it's trending multiple times a week on Twitter. So I just want to know uh, why Paul George, is it because of the bubble performance he had last year? Um I, I'm searching for answers because I love hating on Paul George, but I also think he's a such a good scorer and such a good player that I kind of hate to see him getting picked on this badly. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I I saw something on Instagram that I'm gonna pull up here, and you know, it's not that it's not that the the slander wasn't warranted because it was, but you know, uh-huh. he's just kind of coming out of this this phase of like a truly atrocious playoff performance last year. So here's, <laughs> so he, here's what I saw uh, on Instagram. It's called the Paul George cycle. So Paul George has a bad game. Paul George gets yep. slandered about him being playoff Pete. Paul George has a great game. And then people demand Paul George gets the respect he deserves. And then Paul <laughs> George has a bad game, you know? So it's, it's not that this slander isn't unwarranted because like he was really bad. He was really bad last year. Um, but, but I, I agree. He's, he's definitely chipping away all of the, uh, all the hate that was pandemic P and he's really showing out. I mean, he had 41 points left. Like that's insane. Like he's, he's really, oh, that's coming, he, he's really come up as, as uh, the alpha of this team and the, the number one as when Kawhi is not there and he's, playing like you know like pacers p pacers paul george you know, he's <laughs> he's 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 playing really well yeah i i i'm i'm rooting for the suns but i mean it's good to see chris paul i sorry it's good to see pg 13 um you know acting like like his former self uh once again it's good for the league i mean hell if i'm forced to watch a bunch of scrubs step onto the court and start throwing bricks up all nba finals uh, regardless of what team it is i'm going to be pretty upset as a viewer and honestly he's one of the only healthy ones we got left so he's he's one of the last (laughs) he's one of one in that he's healthy exactly Um, so i mean hope he does well but at the same time fuck the clippers uh let's go d-book let's go (laughs) yeah yeah uh what are your so what, what are your predictions for uh this uh this series and this game coming up tonight i predict the suns are gonna win tonight they're gonna close it out on the road if they don't, if they don't win, I think LA is gonna haunt them back in Arizona. I think the experience is going to come into play in game seven. You know, you've got this really young team in Phoenix and um, you go up three, one, you cannot take your foot off the gas, especially against a player like Paul George, you can just decide to erupt on any given night. And it's a well-coached team in the Clippers and they're deep. So even if it's headed back to Arizona for a game seven, I think experience um, is going to play a huge role. Uh, and I think they're going to, they're going to take it. But my primary prediction is that Phoenix is going to close them out tonight. I agree. I think, I think and Chris point God's going to go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Chris Paul's going to have a great night. I think he's going <laughs> to really control the pace of the game as he's so uh, known to do. And 
yeah, I, 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 I have the same pr- prediction as you. I think it's either Suns tonight or uh, as my primary prediction, or it might be Clippers in game seven, because yeah, I mean, Paul George, when, when he drives and, and knows he can get buckets, like he's what, like six, nine, he's huge. Like yeah, he's he, a big boy. He knows he can get uh, buckets in the paint. And uh, when he drives there, he's unstoppable. And when he's in rhythm and he takes those step back threes, it's just, it's game over. He, hey, wait, sorry. Got to quickly talk about, like, he crossed up CP3. Oh, my God. Holy. The battle of. Holy State Farm. (laughs) The battle of the acronyms there. PG-13 versus CP3. That that was crazy. He sauced him up so bad. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> he, Chris Paul went off the freaking screen. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna, as you said, he's gonna need to go back to some State Farm commercials and. Uh, yeah, exactly. Figure um, out, uh, if he doesn't win tonight, win. I mean, that's 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 what's happening. So that's his primary source of revenue. Okay, so aside from uh, the current playoffs, let's talk a little bit about uh, the 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 new young blood that might be coming into the NBA soon and uh, in the draft lottery. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as Raptors fans tip, uh, we won, we won the lottery. You know, we were, we had the highest. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge fire up. We um, were projected to go eighth in on the big board. And now we snuck into the top four, which is just unreal. If you're a Toronto fan, um, and I think the timing couldn't be better, especially given the stacked draft class that's coming into the league this year. Plus, you know, uh, Raptors timing-wise, we're looking at, you know, Kyle Lowry potentially leaving. Um, and there's going to be some spots that we need to fill in with, you know. Um, the, and we have the opportunity to do that with a franchise point guard or a franchise player, uh, depending on how uh, Detroit, Houston, and Cleveland draft their top their first three picks. Um, Toronto is looking to have a franchise guy that they can uh, really build off of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I always get excited around draft time just cause you know, in, in Maasai, we trust Maasai is the best, exactly. best GM biggest in the free, league. Biggest free agent of the year. Yeah. Literally. We need to lock he him down the, to a 20 year deal here. He is the biggest free agent in the NBA this year. Don't at me. He <laughs> Like what he brings to the Raptors, like it literally, like, as you said, in Masai, we trust if Masai is still, you know, the head of basketball ops for the Raptors, you know, we will always be okay. We will always totally agree. Like he is the Messiah. So, (laughs) um, and you know, don't, he's not afraid to pull the trigger, right? He he tossed the Rosen, like he never met him before uh, just to go get a chip, just to go get a chip. So yeah. don't be surprised if he makes any sneaky moves with his fourth overall pick um, yeah. on draft day. You know, especially as we were saying uh, before the pod, we were talking a little bit about uh, the Golden State Warriors and how they're trying to trade for um, a star player, like potentially Pascal Siakam right now using their seventh yeah. pick and maybe the big man, James Wiseman. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of levels to this and it's going to be a really, it's going to be really exciting um, off season, especially leading into draft night. Now, are you uh, familiar with uh, some of the college guys? I know you're not a huge NCAA guy. Yeah, um, yeah. You know that, that's part, part part of the reason you're you're here is uh, you're you're our uh, our NBA draft prospect uh, uh, insider. You know, um, 
So you know, I'm 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 familiar with with the big names, Cade, Mobley, uh, Green, yep. Suggs. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, hundred percent. Familiar with those top four guys, and realistically, we'll probably see one of them coming to Toronto. Maybe not Cade, but um, yeah. What, what what can you tell me about these guys and what uh, what the Raptors might be looking to draft? Um. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think with the top four pick, man, we are lucky. We no matter which way the the dice falls um raptor's gonna pick up uh you know a superstar or a real young talent uh Cade he's like a pretty much a sure thing to go to Detroit so I mean I won't really talk about him everyone knows he's you know a six foot seven 220 pound 19 year old from Oklahoma State who can just absolutely ball and control the floor and we probably won't see Evan Mobley slip to four he is a freak 19 year old seven feet stretch the floor do what he wants with you in the paint um those two guys i'm pretty sure are locked in in my opinion at one and two where yeah, it gets to interesting be yeah exactly that's the consensus but where it gets interesting is three and four so depending on what big board you look you're looking at um some will have jalen green uh the g-leaguer and some have jalen Suggs at three and four respectively so, I mean, if you're a Raptor fan, you can't help but smile because you're either going to get Jalen Suggs, who can come in six foot four, 205 pounds, you know, true freshman point guard who is freaky athletic, freaky athletic. He can get you a bucket when you need to get a bucket. Uh, he's got really high IQ, especially for his age. Like I was watching like in March Madness, the way he conducted Gonzaga's offense. Uh, an undefeated team until obviously the finals. Yeah. Um, it was really crazy to see, especially for his age. He's really young. And I think that's exciting. If you're a Raptors fan, if Kyle Lowry leaves, you can just replace him right away with a generational talent like Jalen Suggs. Um, and I think he embodies a lot of what Kyle Lowry sort of brought to the team. I think Jalen's going to play with a big chip on his shoulder as soon as he hits the league, because, you know, Gonzaga was undefeated. They ended up falling short in the finals to Baylor. So um you know, I think he's going to be a dog on the court, whoever he gets drafted to. But if you're a Raptors fan and you're able to put in Suggs, learn under Kyle, or, uh, you know, if Kyle Lowry stays, you're going to learn under Kyle Lowry, great mentorship. But you could be looking at a backcourt of like Milwaukee Flynn or Malachi Flynn, whatever the hell his name is, Steady <laughs> Freddy, um, Jalen Suggs. It's just, that's really, that's really exciting for our backcourt. And then there's Jalen Green. <laughs> is just i think he's six five 180 pounds he's lean another true freshman but he skipped college just went straight to the g league um and he is one of the better individual scorers like in the entire draft class that guy gets buckets like where he can create any oh he can create a lot of open looks for himself so yeah like jalen green he's a freak athlete he's long he's six five he's young and he's already got a lot of experience in the g league uh which i think is really valuable um you know the trajectory he's going on he is gonna be an absolute stud in the league wherever he gets drafted so i mean long story short you know the raptors fleece the fourth overall pick and we are looking solid with either one of those two players i think they can fit in pretty seamlessly and you know nick nurse and toronto's development is you know known to be pretty impressive so i think any of these guys going into an organization like toronto you're you're going to be hearing their name for a long long time 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, going back to to uh, Jalen Green, I, I've I've heard in some interviews that you know he, this is a guy who just he wants to be the best. He he he's a dog. He just works like crazy, and he wants it wants to be the best. You know, and and that's the type of guy that Toronto just just might need. You know, someone who's gonna say I'm going to get a bucket, and you're not gonna be able to do anything to stop me. Yeah, for sure. He's got to shore up his handle a little bit. Um, but he's got a lot of raw talent and paired with his freak freak of nature um, athletic ability. I mean, you can't really, if you're the Raptors front office, your job just got a whole lot easier. Uh, you can either go with a um, generational point guard or a generational wing guy like Jalen Green, um, both who would fit seamlessly with the Raps. Yeah, and from 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 what I've seen, Jalen Suggs is uh, his defense seems to be uh, pretty pretty good. Yeah. I'm not too sure about Green's uh, defense, but uh, yeah, what can you tell me on that? Yeah. There, I no no, that's true. Um, Suggs can guard. Suggs can guard for sure. He's so athletic. He can stay in front of you, and he's aggressive. He's a dog. He got a lot of steals at Gonzaga, um, and he knows how to run an offense too. So he's pretty multi dimensional. Um, you know, if on any given night, if Jalen, if Nick Nurse needs Jalen to, um, you know, defend, he's not going to get taken off like Ben Simmons and he can play at any, he can play every phase of the game, transition, defense, offense. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping the Raptors get the opportunity to draft him, especially with the uncertainty with Lowry. I love Lowry, but I mean, his time's coming at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah that, you you really can't go wrong between either Jalen or Jalen. No, yeah. I mean, especially like Lowry and Masai, they have a great relationship. You know, Lowry said himself, like, if I get traded, you know, I'll I'll retire in Toronto on like a one day, 10 day contract, whatever it might oh, be. Yeah. So, you know, uh I'm I'm sure they're they're in talks a lot, you know, even about a sign and trade. We get some assets back for Lowry if that is the case. And um and yeah, one, one thing that's kind of, that might be underrated is if we do get Jalen Suggs, you know, like him and Fred Van Vliet, both great defenders. People don't realize so dirty. Fred Van Vliet was at one point this year, like seventh in the running of uh defensive player of the year. He, he was like leading the league really? in steals. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he's a great defender. And um, yeah, if, if, if you can get both of those guys um running your, your backcourt, that's a great, you oh know, my God. just a, a, that would be a great so duo. Sick. <laughs> Steady Freddie and Jalen Suggs. Oh my God. What a time to be a Raptors fan. Definitely. And I mean, on the off chance that uh, I'm not even going to talk about Cade, but that Mobley does fall. Cause you know, you, you don't know what, uh, what the Rockets, you know, need for them. A lot, there's a lot of concern about uh, Christian Wood playing with Mobley. Um, and then, yep. uh, you know, the, the, the Cavs have a, have a slew of, uh, of uh, centers already. So if, if Evan Mobley does fall, yeah and like into the rapper's lap then that's a great pickup for them uh, oh my god I mean, imagine they, raptors they need, yeah they need a we, like i no disrespect to aaron baines but i would like to disrespect um, aaron baines he is so bad <laughs> it's I, un- if, if evan mobley fell i mean what was the last dope center we had gasol was obviously a great player but what he was not what Mobley is 
no yeah i mean last one we drafted would have been like or well the last guy that like was a top four like drafted i think was uh uh and so you know he 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 turned out to be a, a great a great asset for the raptors and a great center and mobley has even more potential than him yeah i mean don't get me wrong Jonas valanciunas was dope and he's actually he was balling for memphis this year but if Evan Mobley falls to the Raptors, oh my goodness, Tit. Oh, we will be buzzing. He's like we the will most be in the streets. Like he's the most like intriguing, like true big. Like he's a true big since um probably like Carl Anthony Towns. Like, and I think he got drafted in like 2015. Um his stats uh in college uh were out of this world i mean i'm not sure if it was just a covid year or anything but if we are able if evan mobley falls to the fourth overall pick i think that's a sure fire draft pick for the raptors like who are our bigs chris chris boucher who you told me earlier in the year he's like 30 or something he's older than andre drummond yeah like like he's not our future no, no. I, I, I thought we had he's like a bright like... future sons going thing going. And then yeah, he exactly. texted me, he's like, you know he's like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, no, he's Chris Boucher's good. I like him, but like me too. I mean, he's no Aaron Baines, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh that, that just about does it for episode four of uh, the tip off pod. Liam, I want to uh thank you very much uh, for coming on. Oh man, Tip, thank you very much for having me. I was excited about the prospect of coming on. I was waiting for the invite. I'm glad I finally got one. I know a lot of my buddies are keen to get on. And uh, so I put them in touch with you and we might be seeing some features from them in the near future. But uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're planning to get the whole Edward, Edward Bin on the pod at some point. Yeah, group Bin, group Bin banter. Um, post post playoff recap, we'll have Graham lead it out. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll be talking about hockey, but yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank 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 you very much again. You know, uh, appreciate the insight. Uh, and uh, yeah, guys, follow follow the the tip off pod wherever you can. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, yeah, signing off. Pull it back. Peace. Kobe, 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 Kobe. Pull it back, Kobe. Swish. I don't even gotta look. I take the shot in here. Swish.